today on CityCast Denver. Denver has been hosting the National Western Stock Show in a complex between the Globeville and Alaria Swansea neighborhoods for more than 100 years. The massive livestock and agriculture showcase helped build Denver's reputation as a Western city and attracts thousands to the area every January. As the city boomed over the last decade, there's been lots of talk, mostly by politicians, about the need to update this Cowtown stock show facilities and keep the gravy train rolling. But is that really what we need most? Today and tomorrow on the show, we'll be exploring that question because this November, Denver voters will decide if the National Western Center is going to get a $190 million facelift or if we should be spending that money elsewhere. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Well, Councilwoman Ortega, welcome to CityCast Denver. Happy to join you. Debbie Ortega is the longest-serving member of the Denver City Council. She was first elected in 1987 to represent District 9, including Globeville and Alaria Swansea. And then, after term limits forced her out in 2003, she was re-elected to council in 2011. She's been serving the whole city as an at-large member ever since. And that's what makes her such an interesting champion for the Rise Denver bond package on our ballots this year. It includes $450 million worth of projects across the whole city, but 40% of that money would go towards renovations and upgrades at the National Western Center, including a controversial new arena smack dab in the middle of those very same two neighborhoods, Globeville and Alaria Swansea, or GES. Councilman Ortega, this proposal to build a new arena at the National Western Center felt to me a little bit like it came out of nowhere, but I bet it didn't feel that way for you. From your perspective, how did we get here? In 2011, when I returned back to the council, the then mayor, Bill Vidal, had somehow been involved in these conversations with National Western about moving them out to Aurora, and all 13 members of council signed a letter Mayor Hancock had just been elected. We sent it to Mayor Hancock and said, we are not supportive of this move. So that basically, you know, started a much more broad conversation. Um, And he began regular meetings with the community and with other stakeholders to talk about what the master plan for the National Western Campus would look like. And so all of that um, input to the master plan, which came forward and was adopted by council, had extensive input from the community. So then came the need to create a document called the framework agreement that would talk about how the different parties would work with one another that were on the campus. It spelled out that an authority would be created that would then oversee the operations once all the construction of these buildings was done. And it had various phases to the plan. So phase one and two includes the buildings that are coming out of the ground right now. Um, Some of them will open 
for the 2021 stock show. Wait, this new one, 2022 stock show. (laughs) So it was that planning process that produced an idea for a new arena. Exactly. But the new arena is not designed to just serve the National Western Stock Show. And so, you know, I can envision various types of events happening in the arena, in in this new um, arena building. It can attract graduations and and you name it. I mean, um, oftentimes we have events that go to the Merchandise Mart or other places. And this will be a venue that can attract a variety of different types of events and activities. What would you say to someone who says, we already have plenty of venues for that sort of thing? I mean, I'm thinking about the convention center where a lot of graduations are held. And the National Western Center already has a Coliseum, which is a good size event space. Why do we need another venue? Well, when you look at the fact that the convention center really is focused on on bringing to town various types of conventions. Oftentimes, venues that somebody may want for graduation or for different things are not available. You know, the Coliseum in its day was was a very attractive um, venue, but over time, it'll cost more money to do major improvements and and. I don't know that it's still going to have the same feel and functionality as a new arena might. Okay. Accessibility is huge. Um, ADA accessibility. I mean, if you come in off of the, the parking lot on the west side, you either have to walk all the way up the ramp to the front entrance to get in if you're in a wheelchair, you know, because there's not sufficient amount of um, ADA or, or um, handicapped parking. And the, the closest door to the parking lot, if you come in that way, you have to maneuver up steps. So if you're not as able-bodied and you're not in a wheelchair, you're still challenged to climb those steps. So those are some of the challenges that I'm talking about with the building. Um, I think more people will want to lease it for various types of events. And I think it gives us the opportunity to attract more national things too. Okay, so that's the arena piece. And then there's this other piece that's the renovation of the 1909 building, which is this big oval-shaped neoclassical building at the National Western Center. How does that potential renovation fit into all of this? The 1909 building will be the public market. And there was extensive input, as I said, from the residents. And if you've ever been to Pike's Market in Seattle or Faneuil Hall in Boston, those are just some examples of thriving, successful public markets. And this one is expected to be about the scale of of those venues because of the size of this building. There will be a commissary kitchen that will create opportunities for people in the community who have started their own businesses Um, So creating the opportunities for wealth building for people in these neighborhoods is part of having entrepreneurial space and and being able to also shape what that governance structure is going to look like for the 1909 building. Well, what about the community's role in shaping like the whole entire project, not just the 1909 building? 
the community will will help shape a lot of what will continue to move forward as they have done in this master plan and putting together the framework agreement and input into the 1909 building. And these buildings help further the commitments made to these neighborhoods. I'm afraid that if this does not happen, we don't see those commitments to this scale materialize. And I see this getting punted down the road to a next administration who may not prioritize this if this vote goes down in November. They may see it as a hot potato issue. And what does that mean to these neighborhoods? Speaking of community benefits, you haven't mentioned the Roundup yet. And I've seen you and other proponents talk about it quite a lot. And it's this promise to allow visitors to the stock show when they're making a purchase to round up to the nearest dollar and let that extra money go back into the community in the form of a community investment fund. But we heard one of your opponents, the GES Coalition's Nolan Miguel, offer estimates that would only amount to something like $20,000 a year. I, I don't know where she got that number from. Um, but we will know what that baseline is just from the National Western Stock Show after the 2022 show, because they are planning to put the roundup in place. Okay. So as we start seeing some of the other venues being utilized on the campus that are run by some of the other entities, then we'll, we'll get a better idea. But the roundup, is only one of many different ideas that are being talked about. So there isn't, there aren't any numbers yet to offer to the community to say this might be the potential funding you could get from this project. That is correct. So speaking of GS Coalition, I think it's interesting that the main opponents here of this bond are community members from GES. What do you say to them about this project if if they f- they feel that they represent the community that they live in this neighborhood and they they're object they're objecting to this potential um, new venue? What it what is your argument for it for someone who lives in the neighborhood? So some of the very people, including Nola Miguel and um, Drew Dutcher, who are part of that opposition effort were some of the very people who helped shape this language that is in these documents that made solid commitments to these communities. And I have held the feet to the fire from the National Western Stock Show and the National Western Center Authority to ensure that these commitments are held. You know, again, with my years of representing these neighborhoods, many of these families are like family members to me. And I want to make sure as a city, we're doing the right thing by and for these neighborhoods by letting them have their own voice and having some resources to hire the professionals to help them to do this. And again, if this doesn't go forward, I think we see everything set back in in years before anything is going to happen. And, you know, I could be proven wrong. But I won't be here to be fighting because I'm going to be term limited. And Mayor Hancock is going to be gone. He's term limited. So, you know, I I don't really understand the opposition. I've heard that, you know, promises have been made that have not been materialized. 
Well, part of it is because these buildings are haven't been open yet. Some of these buildings are just starting to open. And these two buildings have been envisioned as part of that campus. So, so my comment back to the community is, you know, I hope that you all really understand that this particular package 2E creates those opportunities for the community and, and the commitments are, are, have been solid. They've been formalized in these, in these agreements that have been approved by city council. So I really don't understand the opposition and why there is opposition. Councilwoman Ortega, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, this has been a pleasure, and I really do appreciate the opportunity to help kind of set the record straight on some of these things. But these buildings um, are part of a commitment made to keeping National Western here and to creating opportunities for the residents in these neighborhoods. And these two buildings help solidify those commitments in a much broader scale than what they're going to be able to do otherwise. And so that's part of why I have been very vocal in having uh, represented these neighborhoods, um, both as a staff person and then as a council person at a district level and a city level for the last 30 years. And that's the case for voting yes on ballot measure 2E. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have the case for voting no with the head of the No on 2E campaign. Plus, we'll hear from an activist from the Globeville Ilaria Swansea communities. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. The Colorado Geographic Naming Advisory Board, which is in charge of renaming offensive landmarks in the state, pushed back on Governor Polis recently. According to Colorado Public Radio, the governor suggested that renaming a mountain in Clear Creek County to Mistahe after an influential Cheyenne translator known as Owl Woman was too hard to say. He feared it might lead to people using the mountain's previous name, Squaw Mountain, which is an offensive slur against Native women. If you want to show Governor Polis how easy it is to pronounce Mistahe, leave us a voicemail with your name and neighborhood at 720-500-5418. And related to today's episode, it looks like big money has been pouring into bond measure 2E, but only on the side supporting the arena. Denverite reports that the yes on 2E folks have raised more than a half million dollars, while the no on 2E folks have raised just $725 as of September. Hmm. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. clearly have to do that again. (laughs) No problem.